Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We are live. It is the combat cast with the man they call Dave and Chevaruni. And we are going to be talking all kinds of fights from last week and what a fight night that was. And we'll be talking about the main event and co-main event for this week's fight night. But first, Chevy, tell people what we got coming up. All right, December 15th, UFC 296, Edwards versus Covington. Closing out the year with the UFC, giant pay-per-view. Uh, it's looking great. And then December 22nd, we're going to be doing a 2023 wrap-up show for you guys. Uh, favorite fights, cards, all that sort of thing from the previous year. And then December 29th, we're going to do a preview show for 2024 of what we're looking forward to, the fights we want to see in the upcoming year. All right, so some good stuff coming up. And, yes, we had a big fight night uh, card this past week, even a couple uh, slam KOs, which we never get. We got two of them back-to-back. Yeah, that was that was incredible. Awesome. The prelims really, really uh, showed out for sure. Um, special shout-out to Misha Tate, who dominated her opponent and got that neck crank where her arm actually was like in the girl's mouth. It's like she could pull her jaw off. Uh, uh, she looked as good as I've seen her since before she retired for sure. Um, and then also shout out to Clay Guida. He didn't get the win, but it was a very competitive fight. Um, 41 years old, still has the best cardio at UFC. So shout out to those, to those two legends. Yeah. Even Dana White said that uh, Guida looked real good. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I don't think Clay's in danger of losing his job or anything yet. Um, I think, in fact, that, um, you know, I think Clay will probably be on UFC 300. I bet right. you he I think he said he wanted to fight on UFC 300. You know, put him and Jim Miller on there. Let's see it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's All right. get into this main card. Uh, Punahale or Punahale Soriano versus Dustin Stolfus. Yeah, Stofus, uh, impressive, um, gets it done here, and, uh, you know, we'll see what the future holds for him. What do you think of the fight? Yeah, he uh, ate some good shots, but his takedowns were great. Uh, feel bad for Soriano. He's probably going to get cut. Uh, you could see right after the fight, you know, he's trying to be respectful, but seemed like he kind of ran out of the cage, you know, probably a bit emotional. Um Definitely needs to work on some sort of ground game because he, he definitely has power on the feet, but not too much on the ground. So good luck to him um, and great job from Dustin. So Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, be- before we go through this, also, every single fighter on this main card that I wanted to win lost. So although yeah. it was a great card, I was pretty disappointed by the end of the night. But uh, uh, Sean Brady versus Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah, Brady looked dominant. Uh, again, we thought Kelvin was going to shine here at welterweight. Not the case. Sean Brady uh, looked dominant. In fact, 
kind of reminded me um, in some ways of Paul Craig, who was in his second fight at welterweight, but coming down a weight class, how Brendan Allen kind of dominated him, I thought, in the sense that these guys that are talented at weight classes above, when they come down as weight class, especially when fighters are coming down in weight, a lot of times it's definitely not as easy. It definitely seems it's easier almost to go up in weight a lot of times than it is to come down. And uh, the struggle is weird. Real here for poor Kelvin. Yeah, weight cuts are no joke for sure. So um, Kelvin did not look like vintage Kelvin for sure, but credit to Sean. Uh, he came back from that loss to Bilal uh, looking better than ever. His grappling is tremendous. His top pressure, he just smothered Kelvin and uh, didn't give him any room. So props to him. All right, let's move on to Bantamweight fight. Rob Font versus Davison Figueredo. Davison did the opposite of Kelvin and went up in weight class. And he did phenomenal. <laughs> you know, I mean, what can you say? Um, that power is still there. Uh, you know, um, not often you see Rob Font getting rocked around like that uh, on the feet. So uh, Davidson was super impressive here. Uh, I want to throw a fight out there for you, if you can, before you talk about, well, you talk about the fight and then I'll get your comment on this, but Peter Young. Yeah, that's a, I mean, Jan needs a fight for sure. And that's a good uh, top level guy. Davidson deserves to move up after, you know, dominating font basically. So um, yeah, Figueredo grappled a lot more than I anticipated he was going to. uh, But like you said, what really stood out was his power. Uh, It definitely transferred to this higher weight class. We knew he had a really hard time cutting to flyweight. So it makes sense that he would look very, very dominant at Bantam weight. So almost everything he hit Rob with uh, solicited a large reaction from Rob. So <laughs> I, I think he bit off a little bit more than he was ready for. So I, uh, yeah, Peter Jan's a great matchup. That's a good shout out. Absolutely. All right. Here we go All on. Right. Co-main, uh, Jalen Turner versus Bobby Green. All right, uh, Jalen Turner, he's explosive. That's the one thing we noted about going into this. We thought Bobby might be a little more poised. Again, this was a real big, what do we know this week? Um, because Turner uh, catches him early, puts him out, and then a horrible, horrible stoppage that uh, you know even Dana White talked about and gave credit to this referee. He's normally a good referee, but bad night. You know, and uh, I guess the referee owned it, too. Afterwards, he felt really bad about this situation. But, uh, yeah, a a lot of unnecessary shots Bobby Green took. Um, And uh, a fight for Turner I have here. Uh, I always struggle with this guy's name, but Benoit Saint. uh, Denis. Denis, yeah. I think that could be a fun fight. Jesus. Uh, Really putting uh, Jalen Turner through the ringer, you know? (laughs) Dan Hooker, then Bobby Green, and then... uh, the god of war like yeah that's a, that's a tough streak right there uh, it's a fun fight uh yeah I, I really really wanted to see hooker versus green um i still want to see that yeah i knew jalen was going to be a tough stylistic matchup for bobby because um bobby's hands down shoulder roll defense uh is not a great matchup when somebody has reach and utilizes reach the way that Jalen Turner does. So um, Jalen actually landed hit the shot, the right hand that put Bobby down 
I, it looked to me anyway that it bounced off Bobby's shoulder. So his defense was there, but he still got caught. Bounced off his shoulder, clipped him in the ear, and then when he went down, um, he was just belly down and couldn't get out. So, uh, yeah, rough stoppage, but you can't win either way if you're a ref. You know, he could have stopped it too late and people would be mad at him. So it, it's tough. I get it. But uh, uh, like you said before, Kerry Hatley, normally a, a good ref. So these things are going to happen. There's guys fighting in a cage. It's a split second judgment call. And, you know, they're going to make the wrong ones occasionally. And that's what this is. Luckily, Bobby seems like he's okay for now. Um, but there is a possibility that getting beat on like that uh, could affect your jaw in the future. We know he has a pretty good chin, but uh, we'll see going forward. Mm. Uh, let's move on to the main event. Benil Dariush versus Armand Sarukian. Armand Sarukian. Uh, I didn't expect this kind of performance. Like right out of the gate, Dariush is tough. And back-to-back tough losses. Uh, Dariush, you know, getting finished very similar here. Um, Armand, there's not much to say when you see a performance like that. You know, he looked on point. And he was on fire, and before you know, it's over. You know, so it's, it's very impressive. Uh, as far as the fight for him goes for next, it's kind of a tough situation because now there's that upper echelon of guys like Dustin Poirier, uh, Charles Rivera, who I know they're trying to book the rematch with, Justin Gaethje, who's waiting. But but that's really the type of fight he should probably get next. I don't know if he will. <laughs> yeah. I'm huge fans of both Dustin and Gaethje, but they're giant gatekeepers for sure. They really are holding up the division. Uh, more so Dustin. You yeah. know, we know he's a, ever since he fought Connor, he's a, a big, big guy. He only wants big fights or title fights. Um, Gaethje did fight Fazeev, so respect to him for that. But both guys are really just holding up the top of the division. But, um, Hopefully Armin gets one of them. I, I would imagine it's more likely he gets Gaethje. Dustin sits for, I don't know, not a title shot. I don't know what he's waiting for. But well, That's the only thing about Dustin is you would think that if Dustin could say, hey, if you win this fight, you get a title shot, he might take it. Because Gaethje's in a position now where he could almost get the next title shot or wait if something happens to Charles. You know, but yeah, personally, uh, yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if Gaethje ended up getting the shot instead of Charles. I know that's not like worked out or anything, but to me, I I feel like Gaethje earned it with that head kick over Dustin. But uh, as far as Dustin, I he probably waits out. Maybe Nate comes back and we get to see that fight because those two guys really hate each other. That might be a you know UFC three hundred scenario or something like that. That's true. Anyway, back to this fight with Armand and Benil. Uh, Armin managed to KO him with only one foot on the ground. Uh, you know, he threw that like knee that missed, and while his foot was still in the air, he clipped Benil with, you know, just one foot on the ground and and put him out. So uh, it raises a few questions: like, is Benil's chin gone? Like, I see a lot of people saying that uh, to finishes back to back see a lot of people saying that but also it was very early in the fight and and sometimes guys need to get touched a little bit for their brain to like kick into that you know fight or flight response and so if you just got hit too hard too early 
just got put out. That that's a possibility too. Who really knows? I, I just think that the next one is crucial for Benil and his future. Um, most important fight in his career, most likely. So hopefully he gets a good matchup and he can get a win. Let me see if uh Patty Pinwood beats Tony Ferguson and they give Benil next. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up for that. I would love that. They fight the same way. Both of they, them have good jujitsu and wild striking. Like, let's see it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Tony loses, though. Right. And that's not a done deal. I'm, I'm with Chael on that one. Uh, we have yet to see Patty, you know, really beat anybody that significant. For sure. Right. right. So let's see what happens. Yeah. I, I don't hate Patty like a lot of people do. Um, right. People in our friend group, not big fans of him or whatever, but. Um, I don't hate him, but I'm definitely rooting for Tony in that fight. All right, let's move on and talk about this upcoming week's card. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a couple fun fights on the pre or not the prelims, but the undercard rather this, uh, the prelims are a bit soft. I don't think I recognize hardly anyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's fight in China. So they're kind of catering to the Asian market, but on the undercard, one of my favorite fighters, Jung Young Park, nicknamed the Iron Turtle versus Andre Munez. That's an excellent uh, fight. The Iron oh, Turtles is mm-hmm. one of the best nicknames ever. He's a fun fighter. And then uh, Nazareth Hackparas versus Jamie Malarkey. That's an excellent matchup, too. Two guys that are go to war in almost every fight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, Let's talk about this co-main. First of all, this main card starts at 10 p.m., um eastern so might mm. be watching this on sunday uh, yeah i'm a you know working fan so we get tired you know yeah <laughs> but let's talk about this co-main anthony smith versus khalil roundtree jr all right man this is a good one anthony smith 37 and 18 20 ko's 14 subs uh three decisions uh he's only won one out of his last three though so he's gonna be one in this victory khalil roundtree 12, 5, and 1, 8 KOs, no subs, 4 decisions. He's on a 4-fight win streak. Um, this is a good fight here. Uh, I feel like Roundtree hasn't beaten someone to the level of an Anthony Smith yet, but he just looks so damn good at times when he's on fire and he's on point. I think this is going to be a breakout fight for him. I like Anthony Smith, but I feel like Smith is kind of on the decline. Again, just saying as a fan. I could be wrong, but I feel like he's on a decline, and I think Cleo Roundtree, this might be a chance for him to really break through and get a victory here. I'm going to pick Roundtree by TKO round two because these guys are dogs, and they're going to get at it, and it's going to be one of those firefights. Yeah, uh, Anthony's much better on the ground, but I I don't think it gets there. I think we're of a similar mind here. Um, I don't think Anthony has the durability anymore he has a lot, a lot of fights. So right. I don't think he has the durability to withstand Khalil's striking. Um, like you said, when he is on, he's really on. Um, he, Anthony's still super tough, but uh, I think Khalil beats up his legs and body in the first two rounds. And then when he's compromised, he gets TKO'd in round three. All right. All right. Move on to the main event. Song Yudong versus Chris Gutierrez. All right. Chris Gutierrez is 25 and two, nine KOs, one sub, 10 decisions. 
eight, two, and one in the UFC. He's won five of his last six, including a retirement fight that he beat Frankie Edgar in. Um, Song Ladong, 27, one and one, uh, nine KOs, three subs, eight decisions, performance of the night five times. Um, he's tied Eddie Wineland for fifth most knockouts at UFC Bantamweight division history. Um, this guy, I can't think of a boring fight Song Ladong has ever been in. Uh, this is a good matchup here. Real pick them. Um, I'm going to lean towards Song Ladong. I think just being in his home country and everything, he's going to be extra motivated. He's durable. Um, I'll say, again, this one's going to probably end up being a dog fight. Goes a little bit later. I'll say TKO round three. Yeah, Chris is a great striker, but Song's explosive speed and power is basically unmatched in Bantamweight. So um, that with the fact that Team Alpha... Uh, has his grappling looking great now. Um, I think he's primed for this tough test. Uh, I think he's going to get a decision win, though. Chris is very tough. Yeah. Now, uh, before we end the show and go to the future, I just thought of something I want to talk about this week. So bonus feature, because I didn't tell Chevy about this. Mike Perry, Eddie Alvarez, bare knuckle fighting. If you haven't seen it, this was just a real display of violence, two rounds of violence. Mike Perry is a beast in bare knuckle fighting. It just seems like this was his home and it was always meant to be here. Um, I think his star power has gone up since joining bare knuckle fighting. Uh, I don't know if he'll do MMA again or what, but I think, I don't know if I would, cause I think <laughs> this is, this is what he belongs at now. This is what he's best at. And Beating Luke Rockhold and now Eddie Alvarez. Uh, What a a stamp on this guy's career. Not just beating them. He made them quit in round two, both of them. Like, he he broke Luke Rockhold's teeth. Uh, You know, this feared great uh, striker. Uh, Several times is bigger than. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just a dog, like, in every sense of the word. You know, Taylor made for bare knuckles. Uh, yeah, I know he called out, I think, Anthony Pettis because, you know, yeah, that's a name, I guess. And he yeah. kind of moves around promotions. He says he just wants to fight someone that's not going to quit. So, um, huh. you know, shout out to that. Anthony Pettis, I'm sure he's down. He's he's down for anything. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I. I Mike Perry is the bare knuckle goat at this point. Uh, I pick him against anyone. You know, um, another name I wouldn't mind seeing. I know he's not around these days, but I'd be curious if he was going to do bare knuckle. Darren Till. Given her history, uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like his chances. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if he has the chin for bare knuckle. But the chin would be what I'd be concerned about. Yeah, and. Uh... I don't know. Again, like you, I don't know who's beating Mike Perry at bare knuckle. But I don't see it. If you haven't seen it, try to find it online or uh, whatever. It was a hell of a fight. Yeah, excellent. Shout out to Mike Perry. All right. Let's tell people what we got coming up. All right. December 15th, UFC 296, Edwards versus Covington, welterweight belt, wrapping up the year for the UFC. And then December 22nd, we'll be wrapping up. 
2023 uh, wrap-up show for you guys. And then December 29th, we'll be doing the 2024 preview show for you guys. All right, guys. So look forward to all that fun. In the meantime, enjoy the fights this weekend, and thanks for tuning in. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please... Continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.